now? I haven't seen one happy soul out there tonight. Did nobody get their Sunday afternoon nap? Let's try to put a smile on our face before we sing that last verse here this evening. On the third verse now.
go ahead and open your Bibles to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. Now, I was just reading the article the other day. They said the oldest computer can be traced back to Adam and Eve. Did you realize that? It's nothing new under the sun, is it? Uh, they said it was an apple, but with extremely limited memory. Just one bite, and everything crashed. <laughs> Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. Uh, talk about prayer tonight. That's a subject I don't think you can hear too much about. And uh, I know for someone that's been saved as long as I've been saved, and I know there's a lot in here that's been saved a lot longer than me. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I, I don't think I could hear too much preaching or teaching on the subject of prayer because I know that's uh, a part of my life that I need to strive to continue and to improve upon. Uh, I, I think if, if I could go back in time, amen, get in the time machine or something, I know it ain't possible, but if something like that was possible, I think if, if I can go back to 1986 when I got saved, I think I would focus more as a young Christian on my prayer life. Uh, I got saved at Calvary Baptist Church, and uh, we had a nursing home ministry, and there's a lady in the nursing home by the name of Helen McCutcheon that I go pick up. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night services, amen, she was faithful, and uh, she's probably the closest thing I've ever uh, met, but if I, if I could say, if I've ever known a prayer warrior in my Christian life, it'd be Ellen McCutcheon, amen, she, uh, that's all, boy, she just, she, she talked about prayer, me as a young Christian, I, I'm looking back on the, my First got saved, thinking, boy, what the opportunities that I missed spending time with her learning something about prayer. Because I know I can learn a lot about prayer from that that lady. She was uh, uh, she told me stories of uh, answered prayer and uh, just amazing things. And uh, uh, John R. Rice, she had John R. Rice in her home when she was younger, and uh, John R. Rice was the guy that had started a, a paper called The Sword of the Lord. Ministries, and, and he was a great evangelist, and, uh, led a lot of souls to Christ, and uh, had one of the great books on prayer. I remember having that in my library as a young Christian. I read through that a few times, and I've not since gave it away. Amen. That's a book that I highly recommend. And, uh, but here in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, uh, Jesus talking to his disciples. It said, it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place where he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. You know, I think the disciples on many occasions heard Jesus preach. The Bible says, never man spake like this man. Yet we never read any place in the Bible where his disciples said, Lord, teach us to preach. His disciples heard him teach, but there's no record in the Bible saying, Lord, teach us 
They saw him heal the sick. There's no record of them asking Jesus, saying, Lord, teach us to eat. But when they heard him pray, that's something different. And they heard him pray and felt his compassion and saw his tears and witnessed the answer to his prayers. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. And that, that's, probably, that's my prayer. For someone that's been saved 31 years, uh, I'm still asking the Lord. That, that, that's an area in my life that I know. that I, I mean, there are many areas in my life I need to improve upon as a child of God. But prayer is definitely one. Amen. I love that verse there in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. It says, let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy find grace to help in time of need. I'm thankful today that we can go boldly to the throne of grace. Amen. It's a throne of grace. Not a throne of judgment, but a throne of grace. And boy, what a privilege uh, we have to be able to go straight to the Lord, the creator of the universe. Amen. The one who created the heavens and the earth and everything in between. And we can go directly into his presence and talk to him on the daily so often we uh, don't take advantage of that opportunity. I think one day when we stand before him at the judgment seat of Christ, someone that's born again will stand before him at the judgment seat of Christ. I, and in my own heart, in my own mind, I know I'm going to look back over my life and think, Lord, why didn't I pray more? Yeah. The advantages, I think everything starts with prayer. You want to be better in this area of your life, it starts with prayer. You want to be better in this area of life, it starts with prayer. Uh, you want to be a better Bible student, I think it starts with prayer. You want to be a better soul winner, I think it starts with prayer. If you want to be a better servant for the glory of Jesus Christ, it starts with prayer. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the privilege that we have. Thank you, Lord, for the freedoms that we enjoy here in America to be able to come to the house of God tonight. And uh, I pray, Lord, that you minister to our hearts. Uh, Father, help me to say only the things you have me to say. Because, Lord, left on my own, I know I'll make a mess of things. Uh, Father, speak to me. Bless me that I can be a blessing tonight. Lord, we pray to you this message to be a help and encouragement to those here. We give you praise and glory for all these things. I want to take that uh, that word prayer, P-R-A-Y-E-R, -E yeah, another acrostic tonight, amen. We're going to make an acrostic out of that word prayer. And uh, let's start off this evening by going to Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7. Again, our Lord speaking to his disciples, and uh, Matthew chapter 7. Verse 7 and 8. He says, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. That word ask there, uh, that's what prayer is all about. It, it's starting with a request. And uh, we know God answers. Uh, prayer of his children in one of three ways, amen. Yes, no, 
poor little word that we don't like, amen, wait. Uh, we're impatient, aren't we? We want answers right now. And uh, we, we kind of get impatient when we have to wait. But God does answer our prayers. That word seek there, this leads to an earnest desire. And the word knock, that's where we're going to get our feet in prayer tonight. And that's talking about being persistent. Amen. That's not giving up. Don't give up until you receive your answer. Being persistent in prayer. And I think this is why it's important for each and every one of us to keep a prayer list. Amen. If you're like me, forget things. You need to write things down. And I think it's important to keep a personal prayer list. And uh, it's also encouraging when you write things down and see God answer your prayers and you're able to mark them off. That strengthens our faith, doesn't it? That encourages us. I remember when I first got saved uh, at Calvary Baptist Church, and our, our church had a, what we called Saturday night prayer meetings. And it was open to all. And, uh, we'd go there on Saturday nights and, and, and uh, gather as, as a group and uh, pray over some things. And I remember one of the first answers of prayers as a young Christian for me back in 1986, I started going to those prayer meetings on Saturday night, and I put my mom on the prayer list for salvation. I knew she was lost, I wanted to see my mom saved, and uh, we put her on there, we wrote her name down on the prayer list, and we prayed uh, for a few Saturdays, and my mom came to church, amen, and she got under conviction, was long after that, she got saved. Amen. <laughs> to me, it all started with prayer. Amen. Uh, I found out after I got saved that I was on somebody's prayer list. I found out later on that uh, people pray for my salvation. Uh, prayer makes a difference. Uh, we, need to, we just need to be persistent. I've read stories. I like to read books on prayer. Amen. Uh, Charles Stanley's got a book on prayer called The Ultimate Conversation. And to me, that, that's a perfect title for a book about prayer. The Ultimate Conversation. Talking to the Creator of the Universe. Amen. They don't give any better than that. And, uh, but we need to be persistent in prayer. I've uh, read stories of people uh, praying uh, for someone to get saved for uh, 10, 20, 30 years, but it eventually happened. You know, they were persistent. Persistent. We need to be persistent in our prayer life. Amen. Keep at it. Don't give up. What about that R in prayer? Let's go to Psalms chapter 55. Psalms chapter 55. Look at verse 17. Talking about David. David, of course, we know is a great man of God. The Bible talks about David as a man after God's own heart. But, uh, to me, what made David great was his prayer life. And uh, David talks about his prayer life here a little bit in Psalms chapter 55. Look at, verse, well, let's look at verse 16. David said, As for me, I will call upon God. Amen. And the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry it loud, and he shall hear my voice. What made David great was David's prayer. David became king of Israel, yet David took time out of his busy schedule to pray. Evening and morning and noon. I think
think about that R in prayer. I think we need to have a, a regular prayer time, amen. You know, we make time for what's important to us in our lives. People say, I just, I'm just too busy. I don't have time to pray. Well, if it's important to you, you'll make time, amen. And prayer ought to be, prayer ought to be important to us. It was important to David. I think about Daniel. Daniel was a busy man. And uh, Daniel, prayer was important to Daniel. Daniel served under three men. Daniel served under Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, Daniel was governor over the whole province of Babylon under King Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel served under Belshazzar. He became the third ruler of Belshazzar's kingdom. And Daniel served <coughs> under Darius. Daniel became one of his three presidents. Yet with all that responsibility, Daniel still took time out to pray three times a day. Amen. So if it's important to you, uh, you'll make time for it. If you're too busy to pray, then you're just too busy. Amen. Uh, we make time for what's important to us in our lives. Prayer needs to be a regular part of our daily routine. Paul said this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. Paul says to pray without ceasing. <laughs> we ought to, be all, ought to be in a constant attitude of prayer to where, you know, our sin, we ought to be right with God where our sins are confessed uh, up and, and we get in a situation we can immediately call upon the Lord. Amen. <coughs> uh, no one likes the silent treatment, do they? God don't like the silent treatment either. He wants to hear from us. Prayer needs to be a regular part of our daily lives. What about that A in prayer? Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 33. Jeremiah chapter 33. Somebody called Jeremiah chapter 33. God's poem. 1-800-JEREMIAH-33-3. James chapter 4 verse 2 says this. Ye have not because you ask. And that's what prayer is. It's asking. And uh, that's what I got for that A in prayer. It's asking. Jeremiah kind of uh, builds upon that a little bit. But prayer, that's what it is. It's asking. James says, you have not because you ask not. And Jeremiah kind of covers this also. In Jeremiah chapter 33, starting in verse 1, it says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah the second time, while he was yet shut up in the court of the prison, saying, Now, Jeremiah wasn't a popular man. Uh, when he, the, the reason for that is Jeremiah preached the truth that God had given him, and uh, the people didn't want to hear the truth. Amen. It's no different today. Jeremiah preached that uh, Judah was going to spend the next 70 years in captivity. And the people didn't want to hear that. They didn't like what Jeremiah had to say, so what did they do? They tried to shut him up by throwing him into prison. Uh, verse 2, it says, Thus saith the Lord, the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it to establish it, the Lord is his name. Call unto me. Amen. God wants to hear from you. God wants to hear from you. Not only during the hard times, but also when things are going smooth. God wants to hear from us. 
And he says, and I will answer thee. Now, you may not like his answer, amen. It may be yes, which is what we always want to hear, right? But sometimes that answer may be no. And that's a, that's a hard, hard pill to swallow, but it's for our own good. And then sometimes the answer is wait. And now that's another one we have a hard time kids, you tell kids, if you have kids of your own, you know what it is about that thing about patience. That's not something that comes natural. And that has to be taught, has to be learned. And, and some of us, we, we never really learned it, do And uh, But he says, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great mighty things which thou knowest not. So not only do we need to be persistent in our prayer life, I believe we need to have a regular prayer time, amen. Same back time, same back channel. Remember that growing up? Uh, watching that show back then, and that, that's how it would sign off each night. I remember as a kid watching that. But that's how our prayer life needs to be. We need to have a consistent prayer time that we go to the Lord if possible. We need to make it possible. And of course, asking, that's what prayer is. Moses prayed, and a red sea was divided. Joshua prayed, and Achan was discovered. Jacob prayed, and became a prince of Israel. Isaiah prayed, and 185,000 Assyrian soldiers were killed. Hannah prayed, and Samuel was born. Elijah prayed, and the windows of heaven were shut. And Daniel prayed and lions were restrained. Elisha prayed and the Jordan River was divided. The Apostle Paul prayed and prison doors swung open. The church prayed and Peter was delivered from prison. The thief on the cross prayed and accompanied Jesus to paradise. God desires to hear from and to answer our prayers. Amen. I think one day we're going to get to the judgment seat of Christ and we're going to find out that he had some answers to our prayers. But the problem is we didn't ask. James 4, 2 says, You have not because you ask not. He wants us to ask. He wants us to come to him in prayer. What about that why in prayer? Let's go back to Matthew, Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. Here again we see our great example of Lord praying. Matthew chapter 26. Look at verse, let's start at verse 36. It says, Then cometh Jesus with them into a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. Verse 39 says he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, 
this battle. When I think about prayer, um, when we pray, we are to pray for His will to be done, amen, not our will. Oftentimes we think that's what prayer is all about, is getting God to do our will. But really what prayer is about is getting us to do God's will. Prayer changes us. It's to change our heart to get us in line with the will of God. We need to yield ourselves with the Lord's will. What about that E in prayer? Let's go to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he, this is talking about our Lord Jesus, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Amen. Jesus, God manifested in the flesh. She's our great example. It says he would rise up in the morning, a great while before day, to go commune with the Father in prayer. He's our great example. And uh, I, I think we that E in prayer, I think the best time to pray is early in the morning, amen, when we first get out of bed. That's the way we need to start. That's the best way to start your day off, all right? Amen, is to get along with the Father and seek His will. That's what Jesus did. He's our supreme example. I had this poem that I thought was pretty good, and uh, it goes like this. It says, I got up early this morning and rushed right into the day. I had so much to accomplish, I didn't take time to pray. Problems just tumbled around me, and heavier came each task. I whined, why don't God help me? He said, you didn't ask. I groaned, I shouted, I grumbled. I tried each key in the lock. I cried, what doesn't he open? He said, son, you did not. So I got up early this morning, and paused before entering the day. I had so much to accomplish, I had to take time to pray. Amen. That's so true. That's so true. We think we get so busy in our lives and our daily schedule that we just ain't got time for prayer. But the fact is, we ain't got time not to pray. Amen. We get more accomplished in our day if we go to the Lord in prayer first. Otherwise, don't you just seem like you're just spinning your wheels sometimes? That's what happens. We'll get so much more accomplished in our daily routine, especially, especially for the glory of God, if we just take some time out, set aside, humble ourselves, kneel down, and get along with God. Our days would go so much smoother, so much better, amen. Jesus did. If Jesus would get up early in the morning, a great while before day, to commune with the Father, how much more do you think we ought to or we need to? We most definitely do. And uh, lastly, what about that far in prayer? Let's go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. This is what causes a panic in hell and a celebration in heaven. Amen. 
Romans chapter 10, verse 13. It says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The only prayer that God answers from a lost man is, Lord, save Lord, save Are you redeemed this evening by the blood of the Lamb? No, God's not obligated to answer your prayer if you don't know the Savior. I think people get upset and get mad. I've heard people, God just didn't answer my prayer. They get mad at God and, and thus they proclaim themselves to be an atheist. You know, I think the problem with most atheists are that uh, they, they, they knelt down and asked God for some and he didn't answer them the way that they wanted. The problem is their heart's not right, amen. Uh, in order for the Lord to answer your prayer, you first have to be born again. You need to be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, amen. I don't take for granted that everybody here this morning, just because you're in church tonight, that doesn't, that doesn't mean you're saved. It is evidence of salvation, amen. I believe a Christian uh, not only ought to go to church because it's being obedient, faithful to the Word of God, thus saith the Lord, amen, like Jeremiah stated in Jeremiah 33, 3, but God says we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. I think that's evidence of salvation, but I think a lot of people come to church and don't know the Lord. Um, got the opportunity to preach down the road here in Abundant Life and gave an invitation and there's a young man that raised his hand and he needed to be saved. He didn't get saved this morning, but at least he realized uh, he was lost and needed to be born again. I got saved in church. Back in April 4, 1986, it was a Friday night during the live meeting when uh, Brother Mike Pickens was preaching. A preacher from, I uh, can't remember, it's either South or North Carolina. I get those two states mixed up. But he got up and preached, and I was already under conviction. Before that, the Lord uh, dealt with my heart that particular night, and uh, I was under conviction there, and, and towards the back of the church, and, and had a death grip on that pew, amen, when they were giving the invitation, I was under such conviction, and I came forward to church, and you got to say, but God's not obligated to answer your prayer unless you're redeemed by the blood of the Lord. Christian, how's your prayer life this morning? This evening? How's, your, how's your prayer life? Do you practice prayer? Athletes practice. Professional athletes practice. They practice the fundamentals. Baseball players, football players, basketball players. They have, in fact, they practice all year round anymore. They used to be what they call an off-season. But they practice their craft. Musicians practice. Practice the basics. Going over the same things. Over and Christians, we need to learn from that. Amen. Do you practice prayer? Do you practice prayer? They say, Practice makes perfect. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege that we have to come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy.
Most gracious Lord, my Heavenly Father, 